Hello, welcome to part two of this week's trawl with me, Gemma Forte. And me, Marina Perkis. Now, we're doing something slightly different this week because we have been going for, ooh, well, 22 episodes, put it that way, since July. And you have been so supportive and the questions on socials have been pouring in and we thought it was high time we answered a few of them. So that's it. We're sort of less trawling through socials. We're trawling through your questions. Mm -hmm. So go on then, Marina, you start because there's so many. We'll do as many as we can before we think you're going to die of boredom. Okay, kicking off with Kev Moore, at Kev Moore 16 who is a super fan, I think. Wonderful. He says, I think the question that perturbs me the most concerns our opposition leader. I know people defending him say he's playing the long game, but on the face of it, Starmer is anti-union and anti-rejoin. I simply don't understand that stance. Why do you think that is? Go, Should Gemma. I go first? Yeah. Okay, so... Um, so I, uh, I'm not politically aligned to any particular party. My real thing that gets me out of bed in the morning is wanting change. And of course, I want a really progressive, much more liberal left of centre government in next. Um, so for that reason, I'd vote for any anybody at the moment because of our system, because of the first past the vote. Literally who, anybody. <laughs> literally anybody who isn't the Tories, whether that's Green, Lib Dem, Labour in my constituency, Okay. Um, I have understood up to a point Starmer's way of handling things. Um, he, like it, it being very sort of woolly about Brexit and all of that bullshit, because I, deep down, I don't think he believes it, but he's trying to recoup voters. voters. However, recently, I've become as irritated as everybody else with his very absolute stance about things mm-hmm. and certain things like not letting his MPs go and support strike workers that just aren't fundamentally Labour and don't give people with a progressive sort of socialist vision any hope mm-hmm. at all. But on the few occasions where I've met Labour MPs at, at things, I, I think they have a strategy. And, and I'm not sure I like the strategy wholeheartedly, but they are just, let's get into power and then let's see what we can do. What do you think, Marina? Yeah, see, so I agree with this. My concern there is, because I'm the same, I, like, li- I'm like i losing the will to live a little bit with Keir Starmer every time he's so violent in his wording about ever rejoining the EU or even just closer alignment to the single market comes to customs union, freedom of movement, mm. etc. But if that is their strategy, as in say what you need to say, get into power, and then what, change course completely? My concern there is they just become the same as the Tories, people that lie to get into power and I thought we were supposed to be better, but what am I now? Yeah. yeah, I also feel like there's, I mean, this constant, constant speaking to one part of the electorate, and yeah. I feel like that part of the electorate, many of them, other polls show, have changed their mind about Brexit, it's such a bloody shit show, and if they were voting for change, you know, they haven't seen it via levelling up or whatever bullshit was sold. Um so, yeah, I find it disheartening as well, but it's kind of where we are. And I think what we have in common is we're pragmatic and we're mm-hmm. eternal bloody optimists, aren't we? We're like, yeah, sure, but, we've got to be better a, than a, this. There's a question that falls on, uh, follows on from that by Paul Groenhuysen. <laughs> Gosh, I'm so sorry if I've butchered that name. Um, and he says, an advocate of fairness and equality, I'm allergic to... Um, basically, I hate the Tories with a passion. I've always been a Labour voter and I think the current shadow front bench is quality. However, I'm vehemently anti-Brexit. So where the hell does that leave me? And just to follow on from what we were talking about there, Gemma, where does that leave Paul? Well, I think it's the same place as me is I feel a little bit politically homeless. I don't necessarily know where to put my vote. Probably a lot of my um, uh, the things I agree with are being promised by the Green Party, Caroline Lucas, but also Lib Dems. 
Um, but are they going to be the best way to get the Tories out? Not necessarily in my constituency. So I think if you are the same as Paul and I, possibly general, I don't want to speak for you. The best thing to do is to have your eye on the long game here. If you want the Tories out, what's the best thing you can do at the next election? And that is going to be de-seating the Tory in your constituency. So use a tactical, tactical vote if you can. If you hate Labour, if you don't like Keir Starmer, maybe you need to hold your nose just for the time being. Let someone that's not the Tories get into power and let's go from there. Yeah, I know. I, I think we're, we're so aligned. It's it's uh, hilarious because I agree with that. And I also think when you talked about looking at the longer game, it, for me, if someone said, oh, there'll be a coalition at the next, I know I know some people find that very stagnant, but I think then there'd be even more chance of getting reform, political reform, um, i.e. changing our system so that we had some proportional representation. And I think that would be something really, really great to be aiming for as well. But also the whole Brexit thing, you have to remember that they... Well, we can't see it because we're just like, it's bollocks. We knew it would be. It's awful. It's devastating. It is. It has been such a divisive thing. And I can only imagine that their polls still do reflect that people have this emotional, it might not be logical, emotional attachment to it. Don't want to admit that they've been absolutely hoodwinked and lied to, even though that's not their fault. And so they're just being too delicate. I don't know. Mm. Mm. I, I, I also think one day we're just going to have to join the single market because anything else is financially ridiculous. I think it? we're going to do everything like to rejoin, but we can't say we've rejoined. So mm. we're just going to be like, <laughs> it's like Brexit, but in name only. Yeah. And interesting, Sunak's already been sort of dancing around a Swiss star and then he was like shouted down, you see. So it's still such a hot potato. Sunak Alex dancing. Wiseman. I'd love to see that. <laughs> no, I bet it's rubbish like Theresa May. Oh, oh I, I love that. Um, Alex Wiseman at AlexY74 says, what are you doing for Christmas? Are you home entertaining or away relaxing? Relaxing? What the hell is that? What's relaxing, what Marina? And they mm. say, do you have any family traditions with food or plans? Go on then, Em. Alex, I like to spend my Christmas eating and drinking for as long as I can physically stand. Start at around about 10 o'clock, start with a little Bucks Fizz or Bellini, depending on what you call it. And then just basically descend into um, hmm. uh, you know, the state where you're rolling me out and I have to undo my jean buttons. Oh, you always have to undo. Uh, uh, you yeah. have to have an elasticated waistband at the ready for I'm getting Christmas my pregnancy evening. trousers out, definitely. I might just wear a smock, just a smock. <laughs> A tabard. <laughs> Woman in a tabard. Yeah, 100%. Just some kind of mm. tent-like thing. I usually put on about a stone over Christmas, but half a stone of that is pure bloat. Pure booze. I was going to what you were going to say. I love That's all nice. I, I like, well, my family the same that we get so excited about like, oh, what are we going to have? So we do the, all the cheese courses and this, that, and we all like, bring a course each. But it's the drink, isn't it? Because it's like, you can have espresso martinis, you can have snowballs. I love a snowball. I don't, I don't, I don't do espresso martinis. I can't. I had a very, very bad experience on them. <laughs> I can't ever I again. I think I can guess. I'll tell you another time. Right. <laughs> Let's go back to, um, okay, so Jim... At Jim Guito and actually Andre Lefebvre as well, both kind of saying similar. Would you ever throw your hat in the in the ring and run for MP? And Jim mm-hmm. says, you know, would other work and life commitments allow it? So, if, that, if my husband would divorce me, I keep saying this, but I think he would divorce me if I took on another job. Um, yeah, so probably not going to be so unless I did like you know like a second job, be like a, the Tory MPs, just have it as my <laughs> normal job and then a second job. I I've thought about this before. And I couldn't now. I couldn't now in good conscience because who am I going to stand for? 
I don't want to stand for Greens, who I suppose I like the most because I don't want to, you know, sort of split the vote. But I couldn't stand for Labour in good conscience because I don't agree with so much of what they say. And I just end up being a pain in the ass to, to Keir Starmer. So mm. I don't think at the moment I could. But I think if we got proportional representation through electoral reform, I could see myself standing as an independent. Mm. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Sometimes I feel like <sighs> I just don't want to do it, if I'm honest. I think that... I think, I think, yeah, because at the moment, yeah, I wouldn't feel completely, I'd have to feel 100% aligned to a party. And I, I tell you what I really enjoy is the freedom to say what the hell we like. Mm-hmm. And I think politicians are so curtailed. I mean, I mean, look at the Tories Maybe going on not. breakfast look TV. Look she at She says whatever the bloody hell she wants. Yeah, yeah, okay. So she does, but it gets her into all sorts of trouble and she looks like a wally. But, you know, the, I mean, that, that that thing where you have to go on and you have to dance around an issue because the party line is X. So like you say at the moment, Labour, would they would be going, but why are you saying we shouldn't rejoin the single market? And da, 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 da. And I'd just be going, I don't know, it was ridiculous. You know, and then I'd, and then I'd have the whip <laughs> taken away from me all the time. So I think there's a real freedom in being able to try in a really tinsy, tinsy way. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm, under no illusions, but trying to affect change and say what you want by being a good communicator. True. And also, Gemma, I would, I, can you imagine like dealing with things like potholes? Parking stuff. Bloody like snooze. The, do you know what I mean? All the normal stuff that they have to yeah. do. We like the big oh, juicy, big ticket items. But I've got another massive reason not to be a politician. Is that they'd be, you'd be like people going through your past or trying to find shit on you and hold you to account in certain ways that. Oh, Gemma, <laughs> that makes me want to find some stuff out about your past. You've got some oh, skeletons in the closet. I just think, okay, you've seen me out, out. I just like having fun. <laughs> and sometimes I say stupid things and I'm a bit filterless and I act like a knob and like, you know, I'm just not sure. I'm cut out to represent <laughs> a party like that. Um, okay, cream or jam or jam then cream from Adam Crampton. All of the above at the same no. time. Don't care. On a, like... on, a, on, a, on a scone, which order? It's jam oh. and then cream. That's it. End of. I don't care. I'm not. I don't, I don't care enough to enjoy scones. Scones. Okay. Scones. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, Duncan Ramsey says, serious one, knowing we're in a dire position as a country, what do you both think is the main reason our standards and acceptance levels have dropped so low as UK citizens to have knowingly enabled Johnson Trust and the like? Is it voter apathy or is it lack of education? Hmm. I think it's lots of things. I think it's lots of things. I think um, apathy is one thing. I think if you speak to like normal people, like you know, people, my, my mates, for example, to, to understand what's going on in the political world is just too much for them. People don't have the bandwidth. They don't have the capacity. Like if you think about you and I, Gemma, right? You can't just dip your toe into politics, can you? Mm, no. Because you dip your toe in, you're like, hang on. Because that's basically what we did, I think, back in 2016 with the Brexit referendum. Mm. You go in with one toe and you end up diving in fully because you you are. it's so compelling what's going on and, you know, the scandals and um, miscarriages of justice, essentially. So I think part of it is that it's too big for people to take on um what was the other reason um what was the other reason you mentioned at the beginning lack of education i do think we should have civic duty taught in our schools like why is it down to because it's not taught right so Mm. unless you go and study politics at college or university you you don't understand how our political system works so it's basically incumbent on us 
the <clears throat> public just to go and figure it all out. And it's convoluted and how it all works and the lords and the commons and the votes and the this and that. And actually, I think that's quite a big chunk of stuff for people just to just expect them to go out and learn. And I didn't learn about it until my early 30s. Yeah, I also think, I mean, I think it's a, there's, it's a huge question, this. And we're talking about why we are here and, and things have got so bad. And I think that there's... Um, a part of it is the right-wing media and the agenda from those press barons to, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. You know, they supported Johnson or whatever. They supported Brexit. And um, I think also things are cyclical a little bit. So I think we're going through a really bad patch, <laughs> a mm. very bad patch, a real stain mm. on British history, quite frankly, that I think will be studied by generations to come. Um, and it's, it's, it's just so complicated. And I do think, I think it's difficult to blame it on, on the people in a weird no, way. No, just, it was just one factor, I think. Just one yeah, factor. Yeah, no, so I, I, I agree, because I, I agree with Duncan, like, why aren't people out in the streets? Why aren't people so more scandalised about Michelle Moan, Moan funneling off, allegedly, 29 million quid into her account? Why, but I, I think that people just sort of get their headlines uh, you know they've got their lives it's 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 an exhausting i think there's also prospect. two reasons for that is, is one is that we've taken to twitter now so back in the days of the poll tax riots where did people rent where did they go and like express themselves and their anger with the government they just took to the streets and they got shit done whereas mm. now and we're probably you know we do this an awful mm. lot we take to twitter we vent and then we've we've done it and it's probably a bit cathartic we have our podcast we do it and it's quite cathartic but actually what changes and the other thing is i think the apathy comes from people going they're all the same or the fact that there's just too many scandals to follow boris johnson actually talked about this as a strategy they and it took it from bannon in the states where there's just so much drama that you can't keep up you can't mm. hang on am i going to take to the streets for this scandal or the one that happened two weeks ago or the one that's going to happen in another two weeks it's very yeah. hard and also the british people did enable johnson 100 percent, but we have to we have to it's very important remember that people loved him mm. we didn't we detested him but people and some people still do thought he was marvelous he was a real populist and he had whatever that thing is that trump has where people felt like he was on side and that he was a good guy and i think um, uh, voting can be very uh, driven by emotion and i think most people just go huh do I want to go for a beer with this bloke? I mean, there is yeah. a whole theory around that. And people felt that they that with him, they could. Um, because actually the British people didn't enable trust. She she was only voted in by a tiny, underwhelming minority of mm-hmm. uh, conservative members. I, I actually don't think the broader public would have would have let her get in. No. Uh, talking so much shit. Um, right, here's a question from Ashley at mm-hmm. Ashley Boo 950. How did you two get together and decide to make the troll? And this also came from Marianne underscore 455, who said, I'd like to know the answer to this too, please. Go on then, Marina. Can you remember, my darling? <laughs> well, do, do you know, so we both go on Jeremy Vine, but we're never on at the same time. So Jeremy Vine on five, but never on at the same time because we are, <laughs> I say we're, we're politically aligned, we're politically twins in, in terms of our <laughs> thinking. Yeah. Um, so we're never on at the same time, but we'd had a few, I think we'd followed each other on Twitter. We both liked... Um, with our viewpoints, which is of, co- of course because they're the bloody same. <laughs> but then Storm, do you know Storm from Jerry Vine? She actually said that you had a, a girl crush on me. I did. I had said to Storm, oh, she's fab, fab, fab. And then when I knew that you were going to be on the show, I made a point of catching up and checking it out and just thought, 
Freaking hell, she's great. I like her. I like the cut of her jib. I want to be her friend. And then... (laughs) I want to be a friend, please. And then I think I reached out to you like a proper tragic and just said, hi, just to say, well done. And like, welcome to the team. I mean, when I cringe. (laughs) Because I'd done Jeremy Vine for ages. And I was just like, Lee, you probably don't need this. But if ever you need, you know, any advice or la 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 and then you did actually you got back in touch with me and asked me a few things like oh I've been offered this and should I do this and da 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 Mm. and then we met at Byline TV and I said again socially awkward I think we should do something together and you went yeah and and then we were like, what should we do? And I said, it's for a podcast. And then Marina said, how do we do that? I, was like, oh. I don't sound like that. Uh-huh. And then Marina said, well, we, well, how do you do that? I said, I don't know. So then we met Sean uh, through Marina and we had good chats and Sean was like, yeah. Our producer, Sean. Yes, he's our producer. Because without Sean, we'd just be talking to each other, <laughs> wouldn't we? <laughs> Talking to ourselves. <laughs> Just talking to ourselves. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what happened. And it's a glorious friendship and working relationship that I yes, personally Yes, and I've, I've had the joy love. now of actually being out on the razzmatazz with Gemma. And she delivers even more in person when she's under the influence. Thanks. Yeah. <sighs> it's like someone called me the other day. They went, oh, you're a force of nature. I thought, oh, that's nice. Mm. Like a tornado. <laughs> Um, so Renmu at Renmu said, uh, do we have a strategy, a strategy for if and when Labour are in power? I, I'm on board with the idea that get the Tories out is the big goal, but I worry about certain positions. So many people echoing this stuff, Marina. I worry yeah. about certain positions that Labour has and recent red lines over the single market that make no sense. Do we, so will we just rejoice that this lot are out or do we have a plan to get more in terms of climate change, help for the NHS, housing, the enormous list of stuff that needs addressing and not the stuff to be said to pander to the mythical red wall voters so understand exactly what you mean and this is my main worry like when or if labor get in my god what are they inheriting Mm. what what is the tory legacy man because everything is worse off uh you know schools are screwed the nhs is just on its knees nothing like housing hasn't been addressed with our growing population you know rent is extortionate where are they going to even bloody begin Mm. well they're going to have to deliver they would potentially have to deliver the tax um rises and public spending cuts that the tories have promised that Mm -hmm. jeremy hunt's promised so Mm. basically they cause all the destruction it's like the tories have had a big pie in your house Mm. and they've buggered off and Labour are going to have to come in and tidy it all up, mm. clear it all up, just repair the damage. Um, what I would say is, I think we are going to, there's going to be an awful lot that the public are going to have to do, Labour supporters and just voters in general, to basically put pressure on Labour Party when they're in power to deliver on the stuff that we want from them. So if you look back to the 10 pledges, was it 10 pledges that um, Keir Starmer actually got elected on? Yeah, um, yeah, they mm-hmm. were brilliant, right? So many of those were fantastic. He's he's slowly basically broken away from or dis- disregarded quite a few of them now, which has caused a bit of an uproar. So as soon as he is in power, if he gets in power, me personally, I will be lobbying for the change. I will be lobbying for all for of him those to stick pledges. to them. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, stick to those. And also proportional representation. You need, you must deliver this. We can't make the same mistake that, that Blair made when he was in power because he said he was going to do this. He didn't. And then the Tories came in and we've had them for 12 years and we've been stuck in this awful two-party system. So that's another thing. I think, um, yeah, basically just putting shitloads of pressure on them. And I'm not, I will not be shutting up, basically. I can't, unless they're perfect, and then we're out of a job, Gemma. We're yeah, I, I, I really don't think, I think if Keir Starmer gets a reasonable majority, I'm afraid to say, I'm pretty cynical, I don't think he'll be lobbying for uh, electoral reform. No, but we'll okay. see. We'll see. It's all unknown at the moment, isn't it? And I just keep saying it cannot be. Well, I tell you what Labour won't be doing, I, I don't think, and maybe I'll eat my words, I don't think they'll be giving their mates huge contracts for millions of pounds Mm. squirreling off freaking money which is ours and i don't think they could in good conscience like not start funding services properly but i don't know where the freaking hell they're gonna get the money from anyway that's the thing if labor do just one thing that's good Mm. even if it's just no more corruption if they do one thing then that's better than the tories and remember keir starmer is just one man He's not going to be in power forever. There is a one really man. cool... <laughs> He's just one man. Da, da, da. Oh, I had a little uh, idea the other day for Starmer that when Starmer changes from red to blue, as he does sometimes with his policies, and he does all that sort of like, ah, you know, and he sounds a bit Tory, we could sing, Starmer, 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 chameleon. He's red, <laughs> then blue. He's red, then blue. Voting would be easy if you <laughs> acted a bit more left. No? I think. like it. I like it. Yeah. So creative with your um, lyrics and stuff, aren't you? Thank right, you, well, a question from Tim Archer, also mm. at Pixelace on Hive. Hmm. Mm. If you could travel back in time and hit someone with a chair, who would it be? Bloody hell. Um... Why do, I have to, why do I have to travel back in time to hit someone with a chair? Like, I, I mean, let's just it. say we'd, I don't want to hit anyone with a chair. Metaphorical chair. <laughs> Jacob Rees-Mogg. I was just, he, was on, he was my one as well. Jacob Rees-Mogg. I just think he's such a... He really pisses me off as well. He's the one that sort of, if you like, triggers me the most. Mm. I just can't bear him. I just think he's an awful person. And he just, yeah. his voice, everything about him, that sort of contrived, weird Victorian persona. Mm. Also, I know Shaden Freud is not something to be proud of. But if something bad happens to him one day, I'd like to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Also, there was someone who cheated on me when I was like a teenager. Maybe him. Smashing with a chair. Who could do no? that to you, Gemma? Belland. Um, <laughs> so Sicilian, I haven't forgiven. You never, you never do. No. I've oh, got um, me as well. I pretend the... that I'm an emotionally like composed person, but I've definitely got that in me. We're definitely not Buddhist. 100% not. Um, DJSC says, how much Botox is in your face at the moment? <laughs> as much as I can fit in it. <laughs> I would say um, a, a, a little bit. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, that's it. Botox fact, I went right. Why do people great. get such a bad stick about it? It's, why, if I can put something in my head that's going to stop me having the Wi-Fi symbol on my forehead, why would I not do it? Hmm. And I feel like anyone that has... And also, you can do it and not look like Amanda Holden. No offence to Amanda Holden, but her face is completely frozen. And I think but that's there are limits. I think we need to be an arbiter of each other's faces. 
Yes. And so you have to have that kind of friendship where you go, babe, you've gone too far. You look like you're in a wind tunnel. <laughs> what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Because I can't tell. <laughs> are you angry? You say you're angry with the Tories. You look delighted. <laughs> you know what? I think when you're in like in the media, like you are a bit vain as well because like you see yourself on monitors and shit like that. And also mm. in the media... Which, uh, yes, I like even just saying in the media makes you sound like a wanker, which is fair. Um, pretty much most people have it. Yeah, it's kind of wouldn't you? Didn't yeah, you? Whereas I have my, a medic friend, my lady, too, didn't I, Gemma? You showed me your lady. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, yes, you did. Yes, you did. And she's wonderful. I'll go back. Um, but yeah, but whereas I have a medic friend who you've mm. met, Marina, and she's like, it's a bit different in my job if I'm dealing with people that have had these terrible things happen to them and blah, 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 to go in looking sort of quite Botox might not be appropriate. Mm. So maybe it's a telly wanker thing. Mm. Um, Worcester Court, uh, James says, do you both exchange Christmas and birthday cards with the Brexit Conservative squaddies, Carol Malone, Mike Parry and Andrew Pearce? <laughs> I, I don't, don't send do Christmas, Christmas cards, cards to anyone. anyone. Yeah, yeah. Oh twins, God, twins. Stop it, cat. Why don't you do it? <laughs> Why don't? Because it's boring and like it's a waste of money and trees and cards and I haven't got their addresses and I'm just organised and I couldn't give a. I just can't be asked. Like the, when the Christmas cards come, I mean, I don't even get that many anymore because I don't send them out. Mm. But I'm really good at staying in touch with people and I'm very good at ringing people and having chats and stuff or caring about them. But when it's like, I mean, it just says, Dear Gemma, happy Christmas from. I'm like, mm, Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. And also, no, I don't have the, I don't have a place to put them up. I live in a fucking building site at the moment. I've got nowhere to put anything. Don't yeah. send me stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I guess the point of the question is they're saying, How friendly are you with your political opponents? Um, it depends who they are because some political opponents are. Yeah, I, I I couldn't be friendly with them, and some artists. This is tricky, this because you don't want to name drop, you know, people too specifically. But no. for example, Carol Malone is actually a nice person to chat to, isn't she, Gemma? This is where I've got all sorts of cognitive dissonance going on, but she is. So I'm not going to be. I'm not going to Christmas card. Listen, you're sitting in makeup, and she's sat there wanging on, and she's great. You know, mm. she is. And then you, you go on air together, and you go, oh my. God, what you think about that is like, yeah, and you have your say, and then you come off air, and she's like a laugh. It's a really tricky one. There's mm. only a couple of people that I really wouldn't want to be anywhere near, like you know. And I'm obviously not going to name them, but they're not on Jeremy Vine. So mm. there you go. Um, mm. Yeah, but I'm not sending cards and stuff. I'm like, no. Uh, right, should we just do one more? Go on, go on. Will you pick one? Have you got one to hand? Should we do a political one? Um. Uh. Tony oh. Hayler. Yeah, go on. No, no, well, let's do two more. You do that one, I'll do this one. One from Tony Hayler at Troy Tempest 2038. Hi, Marina and Gemma. Loving your work. Thank you. Cheers. T- Troy. Um, <laughs> does what you see every day on Twitter give you a sense of optimism or pessimism? Mm, depends on the day. Depends on the mood. Today, um, today I'm going to say pessimism. Do you know why? Mm. Because Gemma and I went to a party... And there were quite a few other left-leaning people there, um, like Rosie Holt, if people know her on Twitter, Super Tansky. And um, we posted this on Twitter 
And we got a backlash of people basically, because I, I captioned it about, don't you, I said, don't you hate it when you go to a party, it's full of raging lefties. We got a massive backlash, didn't we? Of people basically well, saying that we're not I lefties. And... I, is that massive backlash? I think massive backlash is when you're totally ratioed. And that, that post got like 4,000 likes or no, something and true. probably that's 300 true. people being arseholes. But... Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and I today, yeah, some of that was depressing. It was just sort of really, it's like, are you really that bothered about four women going to a party? One guy to me was like, how? Because I then tweeted later in the day something about uh, something pretty anti-Tory and just saying none of this is normal, you know, about the corruption and this, that, and the other. And he's like, oh, I bet, bet you weren't thinking about any of that when the gin and tonics were slipping down or something. And I was like. No, right. I, I, it wasn't. I was having an absolutely brilliant time. I was totally smashed with my mates, having a laugh. This idea that you can have a social conscience and want change and not like the Tories and all of that, then what do I have to sit in my freaking house crying until you there's a change miserable. of government? You have to be miserable you really, and you have to yeah. go out, have a go at anyone who is not as left as you. That's how it yeah. works. I love parties, so... And, oh, and you champagne. Know, and actually, the worst, the worst thing, the worst things get. I actually, more... don't prefer prosecco, but anyway. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, uh, yeah, champagne socialists, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, I don't like drink champagne all the time. But if I went to something and somebody handed me a free glass of it, would I drink it? Yes, hundred. Hell yeah, yeah. I'd be chasing that tray. And do <laughs> I also think that nurses deserve a pay rise? Yes, I bloody do. And the so two are not mutually exclusive. Off. Yeah, and what I hated was all the inverted snobbery bullshit as well about you're this and you're that and and somebody put you know you're all privileged this that and I just put privileged. Mm. Yeah, it's like well you don't know any of us and also okay like we we Marina your 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 roots are working class mm. mine aren't mine aren't like my my you know my parents are pretty middle class. And um, so what does that mean? Do I have to pretend I'm working class or do I have to uh, not care about things? I don't know. I just don't get it. You have to lobby the government for massive contracts and then accidentally end up with 29 million in your bank account. (laughs) That's what you have to do. I know. It's just bullshit. I'm a pretty Mm. bloody grounded, down-to-earth girl who knows what, what I think. I work my tits off and that's it. You know, oh, we went long on that. Sorry, so mm. I forgot that. Good yeah, question. We mustn't bore you. Okay, last question comes from Yogesh Sharma. This is a brilliant one sent to us by our producer, Sean. If Sunak is Will from the Inbetweeners, then who from the Tories, MP and Lords, are Neil, Simon and Jay? <laughs> Jay's Nadine Dorries. Such a lad. Absolutely, trying to be a massive lad. No, I'd say Jay's Boris Johnson, just always talking <gasps> shit, always yeah. lying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and then yeah. I like ink blasted her. Oh, can I say that on this? <laughs> <laughs> Knee deep in clunge. That's the sort of thing Boris Johnson would say. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, completely accurate. So Simon, Simon is the sort of earnest one, isn't it? Who's always sort of trying quite hard, but slightly sort of tarnished by the other's dreadful behaviour. Uh, Grant Shapps? <laughs> yeah, possibly. Or who's that guy that's always wheeled out? He was the one that said... Tom Tugendhat. No, Tom Tugendhat. Not him, I don't mind him. The one that... Um, actually, I do mind him. I don't mind isn't that the point, that Simon's sort of the one who's quite good and like, but it's just the other's awful behaviour. Oh, but no, he's still no, you're part right. Sorry, you're right, you're right. I'm thinking of Neil. Yeah, so, so Neil. Simon is Grant Shapps, yeah. I think. Yes, good, good shout. And then Neil's, Neil's- that one that went... Do you know the one that went out and did the rounds, the media rounds, saying it wasn't a party when the whole por- like party game was going on? It wasn't a party because there were no balloons. Who was that guy? <laughs> it's him. It's him. 
can't think of his name. But actually, no, Neil is, um, he's quite funny, isn't he? He's sort of grim, but, he's but dense. funny. He's really dense. Dense. Well. <laughs> I mean, there's so many of them. <laughs> Maybe wear. like a grayling. Maybe like a faded yes. grayling. Yes. I'm, I'm struggling to, f- I'm tr- funnily enough, I'm struggling to put Neil in the Tory party because he's just <laughs> sort of like fingering birds in the middle of a dance floor. I don't know. Oh. We've said that twice. We've said Therese, that twice. Therese Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I need to think about that. Right? Hmm. But I like it. And and Rishi Sunak always will be, to us, the troll. Will from the in-betweeners. 100%. 100%. 